Welcome to Drunk Bible Study. This show's mission is to read every single word of the greatest story ever told. A warning to our listeners, the hosts of this show are sinners, but they're doing their best. There will be drinking and there may be some swears. They did say they'd try to keep it clean, but I wouldn't put my money on it. I'm Emily, and this is Drunk Bible Study, where my good friends Dedeker and Jace teach me, a born and raised atheist, all about the Bible. Here we are again, and this is the last time all three of us are going to be in the States for Drunk Bible Study. It's not going to change anything, but we are recording this all together in the U.S., and then very soon all three of us will be in Asia, which I'm excited about. Where we slowly make our classical winter transition into drinking on Friday mornings. Yep. Our time. Yeah. It's going to be at the yep. same time for people in the States, you know, always Thursdays at 5 o'clock. Um, but for us, we're going to be starting our mornings out with good old breakfast beers and yep. breakfast cheers. Mm-hmm. It'll be fun. Ooh, yeah, I like that. A fun time. Breakfast beers and breakfast cheers. I like that. Yeah, for the holiday season. It does. I always have to move around. I mean, fortunately, I have the freedom to move my work schedule around because Fridays are just shot. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Point. <laughs> yeah, I know. You've said that. You're like, I just need to take a nap the rest of the day. Just I, yeah, I get like a headache. Like, my body's oh. not pleased with starting out the yeah. day with a beer, let me tell you. I have to go yeah. sing after that, and it's just like, oh, it's fine. Just a single beer. I feel like, have we done many, like, breakfast drinks, like an Irish coffee or, like, a hot toddy when we're doing Friday mornings? Hmm. We've done some like Bloody Marys, but not as many as we should. Yeah, I remember you doing some Bloody Marys, Dedeker. Maybe but we need to invest more in that infrastructure. Sure. Some more breakfast appropriate drinking. That sounds nice. I just think we usually tend to forget about it until like eight o'clock on a Thursday night. And we're and like, we're like, oh, oh crap. crap. Yeah. <laughs> I have to just like run down to the convenience store and get whatever beers they have. There yeah, you go. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> love it. Although being back in Japan, we're going to get to have highs again, which I'm super That's true, stoked Which about you love. Yes. Those are delicious. Yeah, they are. Yes. So where did we leave off last time? I feel like finally Jesus let it slip that he's going to die someday. Mm, he did, yeah. And by someday, I mean pretty dang soon. Um, we've gotten to that part of the story now. And I think that we we commented on the fact that he is a sassy Jesus this time around. He's a sasser, but that's fine. Yeah, the sassy Christ. <laughs> yeah, sassy Christ. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So it's a fun time. And I'm, I wonder what's next. And he, he also kind of entered the phase of being angrier too, right? Mm, so this, yeah. this, the telling in Mark, he just seemed sassier in general, mm-hmm. maybe because most of the narratives were so cut down, so it seemed more abrupt when he would respond. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But now we have entered that part where he's announced that he's going to die, and that's kind of the turning point, it seems, for when he gets kind of angrier and more upset about mm-hmm. the system and well, more likely to yell at them about well, stuff. Well, it fits yeah. that it's Tommy Wiseau we're leading up to his big climactic... Ragey. You're tearing me apart, Lisa. Exactly. Just yes. like yes. pulling drawers out of d- drawers and throwing them <laughs> on the ground. Drawers, <laughs> drawers out of dressers? Yes. Out of dressers. Yes. That's what the word is. Yes. yes. That's yes. what the word is. Yep. And yeah. And 
<laughs> I know yeah. I, I didn't run this ahead of time with Jace. This is a little bit of rock o'clock, but I'm sure we've all by this point seen the very white The Rock. What? What? The Rock. No. Matthew Kemp. Oh. Well, there was a Madame Tussauds wax figure made of him. Oh. And everyone is like, there's something kind of missing. And they made him very white. Oh, goodness. His skin tone is very white. Eek. I haven't seen that. <laughs> yeah, wow. so they're going to remake it. Yeah, Good. he kind of looks like Mr. Clean. Okay, yeah. Weird. You know, yeah. it's really odd. It's really odd. I don't know how they how how they missed that or what reference photo they were using Whoa. or if they knew about his divine... Uh, you know, properties and we're trying to make him just more glowy and more luminescent. Maybe. But sure. Yeah. Boy, yeah. Oh boy, oh boy. Doesn't look great. I, I will say most of the, most of the wax figures at Madame Tussauds are not particularly true to life. Not There's always great. probably something mm. missing. Yeah. Whether it be an expression. I'm always surprised. An eyebrow kind of placed ever so wrong. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, you know, rag on wax figure artists. I'm sure mm-hmm. it's very difficult what they sure. do. I'm sure it is. But it is true that every single time it's kind of like, eh, this person's eh. no Michelangelo, you know? But it makes sense no though. No Leonardo that, like, da Vinci. <laughs> this was an art form that came from a time before you could just pull up pictures of celebrities on the internet. And so that's true. The idea mm. of seeing a wax figure of someone that you've heard is famous, you just be like, yeah, that must be what he looks like. Sure. But that's you, so cool. So lifelike. So. <laughs> you would think they would print it out, like give a, a little printer paper action. I don't know. Maybe. I'm sorry, printer paper action? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They would print in, their likeness on a dot matrix printer. There you and go. Then put it up next to the wax figure so you could yeah. compare. Or would you print this at home and then bring it with you to check? That's what I thought, more that. So at least, you know, if they couldn't look at it on the phone or something, at least they had something with them Mm -hmm. to check it out. But uh, who's Who's they? The wax guy. The the first Madame Tussauds was in like 1835. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, (laughs) well then, yeah, it's all from your memory then, I guess. Yeah. Maybe your woodblock printings of those people. (laughs) Exactly, like a painted portrait someone sent you. There you go, (laughs) yeah. And who knows how correct that is or not. Yeah. Anyways, all right, what what are we drinking? You two, it looks like sake, perhaps. Yeah, I decided to celebrate the theme of us all going to Asia soon and having some sake here. Lovely. This is uh, specifically a Tenbu sake. Okay. Which is a Junmai, you know, just kind of a clear sake. Yeah. Um, a little bit on the sweet side compared to what I would mm. normally have. But this one's actually quite a nice sake. And we had it in the fridge for a little while. So I was like, you know what? It's going to go bad if I don't drink it soon. Great. Beautiful. And it's delightful. Wonderful. Jace made me... I guess what I'm calling a dirty butterfly. Oh. Which is a dirty a martini. martini. Yes, with the butterfly pea gin mm-hmm. and some jalapeno stuffed olives on the inside. I don't know how this thing is going to taste whatsoever. I haven't even tasted it yet. I, I think it'll just taste like a regular martini, but it's purple, which kind of probably throws off. It does. Yeah. Yeah. The color is does Strange. have a psychological effect for sure. Yes. Right? Like yeah. I was saying last week. It's so weird. It should be fruity. It has a much more subtle flavor than than it looks. But it's good. Yeah, I mean, like Hendrix is really, really intense in terms of the flavor profile, but I find that that particular type of gin that has the butterfly pea in it, it's, it's very mild in comparison. Yeah, it is on the mild yeah. side for sure. Yeah. 
Well, I I did the opposite of you all because I'm going to Asia and there's not a lot of like good Mexican food. I decided to have mm-hmm. a margarita, so I made like a citrus Very margarita nice. with some fresh grapefruit juice, fresh lemon and lime juice, and it's great. Wow. More termana. Wow. What? Making your own sour mix. That's awesome. I always do that. Scratch yeah, margarita. She's she's Heck yes. she's full on. <laughs> yeah. For sure. I would never yeah. expect any less from Emily. Exactly. Alrighty, we doing this? Yeah. What are we doing today? Yeah, let's let's get let's get down to business, as they say. <laughs> let's get down to let's business. Let's get today. down to business. Oh yeah. Speaking of getting down to business, mm. <laughs> this music, right? <laughs> Heck yes. All right. Today we are continuing on with two more chapters of the book. Oh hi, Mark. <laughs> we are reading chapters ten and eleven today. As we get started, we want to remind everyone to read responsibly and drink responsibly. You can drink along with us, or you can listen to us while you're in the car. But please do not do both at the same time. And with that, it's going to be Mark, Chapter 10. arose from there and came into the borders of Judea and beyond the Jordan. Multitudes came together to him again, as he usually did. He was again teaching them. There you go. Pharisees (laughs) came to him, testing him and asked him, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? Hmm. He answered, what did Moses command you? They said, Moses allowed a certificate of divorce to be written and to divorce her. But Jesus said to them, for your hardness of heart, he wrote you this commandment. But from the beginning of the creation, God made them male and female. For this cause, a man will leave his father and mother and will join to his wife and the two will become flesh so that they are no longer two, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let no man separate." Is this why people say that, oh, people who are religious can't divorce? Like some people are of that mind? Yes, and I I think this was the same conversation we had last time the story came around, but yes. It is a funny thing, though, that Jesus took this like harder line than I think was customary at the time where he's like, no. For sure. Divorce, totally not okay. Not okay. And he's like, and that's why I'm never getting married. (laughs) Like he kind of leaves out that part, right? Yeah. And he's also going to die like real soon, so. Well, sure, that too, yeah. In the house, his disciples asked him again about the same matter. He said to them, whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. If a woman herself divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. Wow. They were bringing to him little children that he should touch them. But the disciples rebuked those who were bringing them. They're like, do you see what this guy does? He like spits on people, mm-hmm. sticks well, his fingers Jesus, in their ears. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Jesus like licks that guy's tongue or whatever it is. Uh, yes. Mm, yeah. yeah. Yeah, really, really strange, strange stuff. But when Jesus saw it, he was moved with indignation and said to them, allow the little children to come to me. Don't forbid them for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Most assuredly, I tell you, whoever will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child, he will in no way enter into it. 
He took them in his arms and blessed them, laying his hands on them. As he was going out into the way, one ran to him, knelt before him and asked him, good teacher, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good except one, God. Really? You know the commandments. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not give false testimony. Do not defraud. I don't remember do not defraud. Do not defraud the American government? Like what? I guess that's the bear false witness one. But no, but he just said do not give false testimony. Oh, yeah. Do not defraud. What is do not defraud? Huh. I don't know. (laughs) What's the verse number on that? I want to look at some other translations here. Verse 19. Yeah, okay. Some like capitalist put that in there. (laughs) After the fact. <laughs> an insurance company. Exactly. Which disciple led an insurance company? Mm. That's the one. It was probably yeah. Mark. Probably Mark. There you go. So the New International Version says, uh, you shall not defraud as in the NIV. Okay. Even King James says, defraud not. Well, what huh. what was in the actual, uh, I guess, Moses's tablets? What was actually on there? I mean, that's, you mean the Ten Commandments? Yeah, those. <laughs> What was on there? Those ones. Okay. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Honor thy father and thy mother. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Thou shalt not covet. Which one counts as defrauding? Maybe it's steal? Nobody said steal. Oh no, steal's in there. Yes. Uh, Well, I don't know. Is it about committing adultery? No, it's in is there. Is that you defrauding your spouse? Oh, god! Do not commit adultery is in there too. And do not steal and do not give false testimony. Huh. They added in the 11th. <laughs> the secret of 11th. Why does Jesus care about defrauding? <laughs> what does that even mean? Well, I also don't understand how defrauding is different from just bearing false witness or just lying. Yeah. Right? I don't know. Well, okay, the literal dictionary definition of defraud is to illegally obtain money from someone by deception. Yeah. Okay, maybe that's that that last one. What? The last the, one. When you read the Ten Commandments, what was the last one or the one before the last? Thou shalt not covet? <sighs> no, maybe? that's not it. I would think that's just stealing. Defrauding, <clears throat> yeah. ultimately, if we're going to oversimplify just, it, is the same stealing. as stealing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something that's not yeah. yours. Yeah, stealing with your words. Stealing with your false identity. Stealing with your words. <laughs> right. Stealing with your fake ID. <laughs> yeah. He said to him, teacher, I've observed all these things from my youth. This kid said that? It doesn't say it's a kid. It just says one. Mm, right. Some. So we yeah. don't know age, gender, okay. nothing. Okay. Okay. Jesus, looking at him, loved him <laughs> and said to him, one thing you lack, go sell whatever you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, follow me, taking up the cross. But his face fell at that saying, and he went away sorrowful, for he was one who had great possessions. Oh, this kid? This kid has like a bunch of Yu-Gi-Oh cards or something. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, I'm sorry, I need those. I'm not going to give them up. I'm not ready. I finally have my my perfect team put together. No one can beat me. Yeah, so he's not going to go to heaven, I guess. That's funny, though. Like, that's a lot to ask to have this kid go to heaven. I think it's a kid. I don't know, because he, he was talking about all the little children. So that that's a lot. So Just you think it's a teenage a, boy? 
Yeah, sure. Get rid of all your possessions. It is, but that's a pretty common practice in a lot of world religions. Sure. Again, the whole... Like Buddhism. Asceticism thing, where it is about minimizing possession. So it's like... But does that mean that only those who do that are going to go to heaven? Because for the rest of us, that kind of sounds like... Yikos. It says you will have treasure in heaven. Yeah. Oh, oh, well, what does that mean? No one knows. Is that like the Mormons who get... Also, the kid came up and asked about eternal life, not about going to heaven. So... Well, isn't that equivalent of eternal life? Or are we talking about like the Grey Havens or something here? (laughs) (laughs) I just watched Lord of the Rings. Great, Great, yeah. Great. Yeah. Um... Yeah, okay, while we're at it, let's talk about the economics of heaven and the economic structure of heaven. Oh, because <laughs> wait, what? There's an economic structure? Well, I don't know. This was yet another confusing point for me when I was a child because okay. there's, to a certain regard, heaven and eternal life is presented as a binary, right? Of either you get it or you don't. Either you're yeah. going to heaven or hell. Either you're accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior or you're not. Yeah, But there's also verses like these that do imply- That there's like a hierarchical structure. Some people might get more rewards than others. Yeah. Mm. You know, yeah, because there's there's not just this one I verse I mean, that, Mormons get their own planets. Yeah, there, there's not just this one verse about storing up treasures in heaven instead of treasures here on earth. So it is a recurring theme for Jesus. Yeah. It is yeah. interesting though, because he also gives all these other parables and analogies, like the one about investing money and making more money. Right. Yeah. So what the heck is so that? It's not like he's anti having or doing stuff with money. Yeah. Exactly. I, I'm sorry. He really contradicts himself at well, times. Well, okay. I will forcibly inject some Buddhism into this. Love it. Okay, Dedeker, Do it. middle path, so middle we can path. breathe a little bit easier. So we can breathe a little bit easier. Well, okay, so like with Buddhist precepts, so, you know, Buddhism has some similar precepts around like not stealing, not lying. They usually mm-hmm. add, you know, not doing drugs, mm-hmm. you know, not killing, like all, all the hits, right? Eat vegan. And... But it's kind of explained that like, it doesn't mean that if you do all those things that you can't attain enlightenment or that you can't become a Buddha, that you don't have Buddha nature. It's just not the fastest way. Okay. And I think the narrative there is that the fastest way to attain these things is to get rid of all your stuff and to follow all these precepts. That's probably going to lead you faster to enlightenment than not. And so maybe that's sort of what Jesus is going for. Okay, I like this. I like this. So so what Jesus, because the kid says... I don't, actually don't think this is a kid at all. It is a kid. No, I love that it's a kid. <laughs> no, okay. we're making it a kid. It's a kid. I wanted to it's be a like snot a teenage, snotty yes, little snot teenage nose. boy. Exactly. Who's entitled okay. and thinks okay. he's so okay. smart. Totally. That's why like, he's like, I've been good my whole life. What do I get? Like in the midst of puberty, like just the worst stage possible for this freaking snot nose kid. Yes. Great. Okay. 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 Fine. Fine. So this kid comes up and is like, how can I have eternal life? And then, you know, Jesus goes through this whole thing and this smart-ass kid is like, I've done yeah, all those. Like, how can I have eternal life? Ugh. He's a freaking rich kid too. Yeah. On mm, top of it. Sure, sure, sure. That's why he's got so many Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah. But then, so that's why Jesus is like, well, kind of like the Buddhist thing, right? He's like, well, if you want to be sure that you're going to have riches in heaven, get you got to get rid of all your out shit. Of here. Yeah. He's, he doesn't say if you don't do that, you won't get in. He just says if you do 
you'll have these treasures. You definitely will. Yeah. So Got so it. I think Dedeker might be onto something here where it's not like a binary you either will or won't, but it's more It's just making sure. This is a cheat code to get Got it. more riches in heaven. This kid isn't gonna do that. <laughs> no, to be fair, okay, Z Beauvais in the chat is pointing out a good point that there are also the seeds of maybe some prosperity gospel here. In the mm-hmm. sense that if you're really convincing everybody that having worldly possessions and money is not great, uh, that gives you a really good excuse to be like, you should give it to my institution. Which would then be and defrauding. Whoa. Which would then be defrauding, technically. Whoa. Yeah, Guys, this is why I'm not all into religion. It's oh, the but giving Emily, of money thing. That I'm, sure. Well, totally. among other things, but yeah, that's a big I one. Totally, I totally get that. I am just, let me just say, I'm so excited because, um, you know, we're entering the seasonal time of year where we all migrate to Asia and uh, you take on a job where you're around a lot more Christians more mm, often. Yeah. I know. And it's I'm really excited fun for the stories. I get to like ask them about, you know, mm-hmm. Christmas and I, I get to say like, guys, guess what? I'm on Mark right now. Oh, they're going to be so excited that you're yeah. there. They're going to be so excited. Yes. I know. Especially the fact that we're reading Luke around Christmas time. They're going to be yes. so excited, yep. Emily. Yep. Uh, I get to talk to the theologian who is like, but we are all theologians. And I'm like, no, yeah. I'm not. But you <laughs> are, you. Emily. You actually, actually are you probably are more than a lot of people. I guess I kind of am, though. <laughs> fine. Okay, fine. Maybe he he was um, like omniscient in that premonition. He knew that I would okay. become a theologian, a theologian. Yeah. He was at predicting the time. It. Exactly. Uh-huh. You were exactly. a fourth dimensional theologian that at some yeah. point in time it would happen. You are a theologian. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Great. I'm going to bring us back to the text. Shall let's do I? It. Yes, let's do it. Let's do it. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How difficult it is for those who have riches to enter into the kingdom of God. The disciples were amazed at his words. But Jesus answered again, Children, how hard it how how hard is it for those who trust in riches <laughs> to enter into the kingdom of God? It is easier for a camel to go through a needle's eye than for a rich man oh, to enter into the kingdom of God. They were exceedingly astonished, saying to him, Ugh. Then who can be saved? I think right? they're having the moment like we just had, where Emily, you're like, but what about everyone who has possessions? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, looking at them, said, With men, it is impossible, but not with God, for all things are possible with God. Cool. I see. Okay, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Right, so they're like, wait, but then how can anyone do it if we have money and we all want to have money, but we still want to get into heaven? And he's like, oh, well, you can't do it on your own, but with God, he can help you and then you can do it. Which by extension implies to me that what he was telling this kid, get rid of all your stuff, is like a cheat code to bypass needing to get involved with God at all in order to get into heaven and have riches there. Oh, oh wait a minute, wait a minute. I think that you need to have both though, right? I'm just saying by this logic right here. You need here. to get rid of all of your stuff and believe in God and that Jesus is your Lord and Savior or whatever, right? But see, but Emily, that's you're bringing your bullshit baggage into this. Oh, okay, Jeez. thanks. Whatever, that's fine. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but it's true. I mean, I don't, that wasn't said here. I didn't read that part. I know it wasn't said here, but it's probably going to be said later. 
and all the other stuff that we're going to read. Is it? That's the thing. We do. I we, don't know. We'll so find dangerous. out. This book is so dangerous because it's so easy <laughs> I know it is. to bring with us all these assumptions that we think we read in it, that we didn't actually. There's shit that people have told us or that, you're you know, right. whatever, society or, or churches or whatever have told us. Fine. You're right. Okay. <laughs> I think it's my turn now to read and I like reading, so I'm going to do it. Okay. Do it, do it. Dedeker, am I right that it's my turn? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I'm going to do it. Peter began to tell him. Who's he talking to? Jesus. Uh, Jesus. Cool. I assume. Peter began to tell him, behold, we have left all and have followed you. Jesus said, most assuredly, I tell you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or land for my sake and for the gospel's sake but he will receive 100 times more now in this time houses, brothers, sisters, mothers. <laughs> Sorry, wait, what? 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 Sorry, he'll receive much more, but this time houses. Wait, what? No, but he will receive 100 times more now in this time. It's not written well, Jace, but that's mm, what it mm, says. Okay, okay. He's basically saying like, if he gets rid of all those things, then he'll receive more homes yeah. and brothers and sisters and mothers, children and land with persecutions and in the age to come eternal life. I like that he's like, ooh, could I, I just- No, that's weird. Could I not have a hundred times as many children? I would love to not, <laughs> not do that, actually. A hundred I mean, moms? Also too like, many moms. Too yeah. many moms. Yeah, brothers, sisters, mothers. <laughs> like, it's like that. Dedeker, didn't you come across a person recently who had like- 18. Oh my God, yes. No, it was worse than that. I, I was thinking about that yesterday. Yeah, I did a, I was interviewed on a podcast a couple of weeks ago and um, the podcast has nothing to do with religion or anything that we're talking about. It was something else entirely, but she knew that I was raised with a religious background and she mentioned that she was raised quiverful Christian. Quiv quiver quiverful? Quiver quiverful. We've talked about it on the show before, but like years ago when we first came across those verses, I think in Proverbs or Psalms. Um, okay. Who knows? Uh, so I asked her, how many siblings do you have? And she said 21 siblings. Wow. That's broodmare status right there. So, so 22. 21. Wow. And she's like, I feel the need to reassure you I'm not a Christian anymore. <laughs> Gosh. You're like, yeah, I get oh, it. Goodness. I bet you're not. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I love how my mom was like, ew. <laughs> yeah, mom, I get it. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Um, all right. Here we go. 31. But many who are first will be last, and the last first. That's just like a word salad, Jesus, but whatever, okay. Mm -hmm. They were on the way going up to Jerusalem and Jesus was going in front of them and they were amazed and those who followed were afraid. Why? Why? Keegan, I don't know, because he's like walking or something and they're like, whoa. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Puzzled. So according to Eugene, Jesus had a head start on them and they were following. Puzzled and not just a little afraid. <laughs> A little bit more than a little afraid. He again took the 12 and began to tell them the things that were going to happen to him. Behold, we are going to go up to Jerusalem. The son of man will be delivered to the chief priests mm -hmm. and the scribes. Yeah. They will condemn, why is he talking in the third person? They will condemn him to death and will deliver him to the Gentiles. They will mock him, spit on him, scourge him and kill him. On the third day, he will rise again. Sweet. They're all like, what? 
James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came near to him saying, teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we will ask. These are the Hemsworths, remember? Yeah. Mm, yes. Yes. He Not said Chris, to them, but the other ones. Liam and the other one. Yeah. And uh, Luke, Duke, I think, is his Duke, name. Duke Hemsworth, Luke, I think. Duke, Duke Hemsworth. <laughs> Duke. It's Luke, which is ironic. He said to them, what do you want me to do for you? They said to him, grant to us that we may sit, one at your right hand and one at your left hand in your glory. And he's like, why are you making this about you right now? Exactly. Right. He's like, please walk away from me. But Jesus said to them, you don't know what you're asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink and to be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, what is it? The Ark of the... No, not the Ark of the Covenant. What was in the last... Raiders or the Last Crusade? What? The chalice? The the goblet, yes. Oh, the, the Holy, Holy Grail. Grail. That's it. <laughs> the Holy Grail. Is that what he's talking about? Drink no. drinking out of the cup. I'm pretty sure this is metaphorical here. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think this is about him being like, I'm about to go through some shit. Are you ready? Yeah. And they're like, yes. And he's like, no, you're not. Yeah, he's like, you do not want to be at my right hand for this. Yeah. Trust me. But to be fair though, if I am if I imagine rolling up anywhere flanked by two Hemsworths, I feel I feel great about that. That's true. I feel great yeah, about that. I would feel powerful. Even if it's the budget Hemsworths? Yes, even then. I still I mean Liam Liam isn't budget, let's be clear. Yeah, I've yeah. seen him many times. There's something about having a matching set, you know? It's like when you go to oh. Antiques Roadshow. And you at least have a matching set. You don't have all three, right. so you're not going to get the most amount of money, mm. but it's better than having one budget one. It's a, it's a pair. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like a two of diamonds. <laughs> you know, th- you would you would get a higher score if it were three. <laughs> okay. We do have um, a, a, a suggestion to read from Tyndale here. Um, yeah. So if we travel way, way back, I'm actually going to take a, a few verses back because it's just, okay. I just love it. Um. Verse 37, they said to him, grout, what? grout unto us. It's like the N of grant is upside down. So oh, it's grant. a U. Yeah. Grout unto us that we may city one on thy right Honda and the other on thy lefty Honda in thy glory. <laughs> but Iesus said unto they, Ye what not what ye axe. What? It says axe. That's axe. great. Axe. <laughs> oh my God. Ye what not what ye axe. Can ye drink ye of the cup that I shall drink ye of and be baptized in ye baptime? Baptized. I shall be baptized in. <laughs> okay, now it makes like sense. Like bath time, but bath time. Uh-huh. Oh, that's so Yeah, because Angry Dorito in the chat was mentioning that their partner just pat their head and said bath time. And I was like, oh, what a funny thing that your partner just came up with. But now, bath right. time, now it makes it. sense. Now yep. we get it. Yep. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm going to continue. They said to him, we are able. Jesus said to them, you shall indeed drink the cup that I drink and you shall be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with. But to sit at my right hand and my left hand is not mine to give, but for whom it has been prepared. Oh, like in that Last Supper picture? Yeah, I think it's kind of like, it's out of my hands. The maitre d' is going to be the one who seats everybody. Mm. Oh, I see. And ultimately... Who were it? Was that a Da Vinci, Michelangelo? Yes, a Da Vinci. A Da Vinci, of course. Da Vinci's uh-huh. so cool. When the ten heard it, they began to be indignant towards James and John. They were like, Excuse me, I want to be the right and the left hand. Get out of here, Hemsworths. 
Jesus summoned them and said to them, you know that they who are recognized as rulers over the Gentiles lord it over them and their great ones exercise authority over them. But it shall not be so among you, but whoever wants to become great among you shall be your servant. Whoever of you wants to become first among you shall be bondservant of all. For the Son of Man also came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. They came to Jericho. As he went out from Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude, the son of Timaeus, Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the road. When he heard that it was Jesus the Nazarene, he began to cry out and said, Jesus, you son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him that he should be quiet, but he cried out much more, you son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stood still and said, call him. They called the blind man saying to him, cheer up, get up, he is calling you. (laughs) He, casting away his cloak, sprang up and came to Jesus. Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Rabboni. Rabboni is a transliteration of the Hebrew word for great teacher. That I may see again. Jesus said to him, go your way. Your faith has made you well. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. That's it. Great. Wow. Good for him. Yeah. Good Good job. Okay, cool. All right. Making the triumphant entrance here is what's coming next. But first, we're going to take a quick break to talk about how you can support this show. The best thing you can do is tell all of your friends. We discovered that on Twitch, where we do our live shows, we have 169 followers. Nice. 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 Uh, and we would love to get that to 269. So if you could just round up 100 of your friends and have them join us for these live shows, you can get information about those at drunkbiblestudy.com slash live, or you can go to twitch.tv slash drunkbiblestudy and follow us there. And of course, if you're not able to make the live shows, tell all your friends to just listen to the podcast itself because that also helps us keep this show going. And if you want to go the extra mile and become one of our favorite people in the world, you can become one of our patrons at patreon.com slash study. And as a thank you for becoming a parishioner there, we have things like early releases of episodes. So if you are listening to the recorded versions, you can get them a couple days before everyone else and then be like, oh, you're never going to believe what happened this week. <laughs> and... <laughs> You'll also get uh, Emily's drink recipes, personal toasts on the show, uh, and I mentioned uh, before, you'll be our best friends. Yeah. And we're back. During the break, I was reading a little blog. Oh, yeah? From some kind of pastor about why Jesus added that don't defraud line. Mm. And Mm. it's not anything trying to be super conclusive, but basically just saying, uh, it's like a little blog about my colleague and I had a debate about this. And this is what he thinks and this is what I think. And we're kind of on different sides. And so basically his colleague takes the line that I think most people take from what I can tell, which is the point isn't that Jesus is quoting the Ten Commandments, but just that he's kind of summarizing the sense of them, like the the key, some of the key factors of the second half of the Ten Commandments rather than like listing them like you would, you know, like, like if you were quoting them. This guy is saying his argument is that he intentionally was adding this one 
to try to extend the spirit of the Ten Commandments into something mm. that might have been more relevant at the time. Okay. But uh, okay. either way, everyone agrees he didn't make a mistake. Of course not. <laughs> everyone Jesus agrees. No one, no one thinks that maybe, maybe he also didn't know how to rattle off the Ten Commandments from memory. Right. Yeah, <laughs> right. of course not. Of course. And with that, here we go with Mark 11. When they drew near to Jerusalem, to Bethphage and Bethany, at the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples and said to them, you can go your own way. Love that. Uh, sorry. He said, go your way into the village that is opposite you. Immediately, as you enter it, you will find a young donkey tied oh. on which no one has sat. Ever. Ever. <laughs> untie him and bring him. I don't remember the detail about no one ever having had sat upon the donkey before. Mm-hmm. So that's a fun new detail I think we're getting in Mark. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> like like a truly virginal donkey. It's like that, even that's yeah, yeah. important. Virginal in the satin sense? In the satin sense, yes. <laughs> Got it. Yes. Uh-huh. Got it. If anyone asks you, why are you doing this? Say, the Lord needs him and immediately he will send him back here. (laughs) (laughs) The Lord needs this donkey. Don't worry about it. This is like the biblical times version of that whole like, police business, I need your car kind of a thing, (laughs) I think. (laughs) Yeah. They went away and found a young donkey tied at the door outside in the open street and they untied him. Some of those who stood there asked them, what are you doing untying the young donkey? (laughs) They said to them, just as Jesus had said, and they let them go. They brought the young donkey to Jesus and threw their garments on it, and Jesus sat on it. Wait, hold on. Yeah, because wasn't in a different gospel, wasn't it? He was riding on two donkeys at once. Yeah, and doing like a. Yeah, what is it? What? Who's the guy? Van Dam. That's the one. You <laughs> he know. was doing the splits across two donkeys, like Van Dam does across two trucks driving down the road. Yeah, exactly. That's what I uh, expected of Jesus. <laughs> Yes. But there's only one. No, apparently this time, mm -hmm, this time it's just the one donkey. Just a very young donkey. Yeah. Is how Mark remembered it. (laughs) Many spread their garments on the way, and others were cutting down branches from the trees and spreading them on the road. Why? Now, it's funny, depending on the type of tree you imagine, is this blocking the way or is this making the way nicer? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, why, why would you do that? At all. Yeah, it is kind of weird. It's like, I guess these cool palm frond trees are just going to be so much nicer to walk on. I have a quick question. Yeah. I I had this thought randomly in the middle of the night a few nights ago. Okay. Where when we read these gospels, it's Mm. a lot of repetition, right? You know, like some stories are added, some stories are subtracted, some details added and subtracted. Is Eugene doing the same thing? with his interpretation. Like we haven't done any comparative reading with Eugene. Yeah. Or was it, this is opportunity to be like, I can use all four of my rough drafts. (laughs) (laughs) I can use all all four synonyms listed in the diction, in the the thesaurus. I love that. That would be good. I like that. The idea of like a parallel Bible translation except that they're all just the different gospels of Eugene kind of with the parallel stories lined up. That's fun. I like that idea. The Gospels of Eugene is really funny, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. um, Those 
who went in front and those who followed, so literally everybody, everybody. <laughs> cried out, Hosanna, 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 Hosanna. And next shall says, You know the song I'm talking about, Emily? No. Is that from Godspell? Uh, yes. I always get Godspell and Jesus Christ Superstar confused. I don't know. Yeah, I don't recall Godspell. it from Jesus we Christ We sang Superstar. it in that church concert we did? That we did. Yes. <laughs> it didn't stick with me like the other two that I sang did. Yeah. Okay. And your, your solo stuck with me too. Okay. okay. What they actually cried out, according to this though, is, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the kingdom of our father David that is coming in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. That's a long chant for a crowd mm-hmm. to say. Mm-hmm. You know, usually it's only a few words at a time, but... Mm-hmm. Wait, Hosanna in the highest? Is that like a Handel reference? They were referencing Handel. They were all big fans of the Messiah back then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is Handel referencing this? Uh, maybe? Okay. I mean, Hosanna in the highest comes up a lot. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, it's not unique. Yeah. I'm excited to sing Christmas music, you guys. Oh, actually, that's interesting. Sorry, I just looked this up, and oh, the phrase "Hosanna in the highest" only appears twice in the Bible: once in Matthew and once in Mark. Oh, during this exact scene, so the same scene in both books. Cool. Is the only time that that literal phrase is Hosanna Jesus? Hosanna. Yeah. Okay. Hosanna comes from a Hebrew word meaning "save now" or "save us." We pray. So I guess, and the, the the word Hosanna comes up in other places, like in Psalms and stuff like that. Okay. But this, but this specific word, Hosanna in the highest, it's like save us in the highest, save us now, I cool. guess. Okay. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, okay, moving on. Jesus entered into the temple in Jerusalem. When he looked around at everything, it being now evening, he went out to Bethany with the 12. <laughs> so he just kind of, Came into the temple. So like he did the tourism track? Like he saw all the sites? (laughs) I see, yes. (laughs) Love that for him. I like that. Okay, (laughs) right. So they saw all the sites, they went on tourism, and then he's like, hey, 12, let's go out tonight. (laughs) Ow. (laughs) I love it. Wow, a lot of musicals today. I love it. Yeah, like in Rent. The next day. Okay, cut hard cut to the next day. The next day, when they had come out from Bethany... He was hungry. And they were so hungover. They were, yeah, they were there like, we really need a hangover meal or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. He's got to get his kicks in while he can, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I really go for some fried eggs. Someone find that. <laughs> Seeing a fig tree afar off having leaves. Ugh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We of all course. know where this is going. <laughs> yeah. He came to see if perhaps he might find anything on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves. For it was not the season for figs. That's a new detail. That's not the figs' fault. Yeah, it's just out of season. Exactly. I love that. Was that a new detail? Yes. That I don't remember it being out of season before. Yeah, I think it was just that it didn't have any figs and he was pissed about it. But now it's like... So it's even more it's ridiculous. Winter, bitch. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Jesus told it, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. Wow. And his disciples heard it. That's just rude. Now... Fun detail, nothing about the fig tree withering or anything like that. He just says it, and now the story moves on. But that was something that Matthew added that Mark, who we did learn probably wrote his gospel first and was copied by both Matthew and Luke, that 
it seems like Matthew was like, that story is weird and random. Let me add some extra <laughs> magic details. Mark doesn't care. He doesn't Yeah, do maybe it started as just hungover Jesus just being cranky. And, and all the disciples thought it was funny. Right? They're like, he's so mm-hmm. frustrated that he's he's like yelling at this fig tree. That's hilarious. Right. We all cracked up about that one and teased him about it. And then Matthew is like, we really need to inject more divinity into Jesus and show. <laughs> no, when he said that, he literally cursed the fig tree. Like it right. literally withered to a stump <laughs> at that moment. Awkward. <laughs> Can all you right. read this in Tyndale? Oh, yeah. Everyone wants you to. Mm-hmm. Everyone. The literally. people love Tyndale, just as Tyndale always wanted. Yeah. Yeah, it is fun. I would I would do this whole show in Tyndale if I could. <laughs> Let's see here. Verse 14. Actually, I'm going to go back to verse 12. Wow. And on the morrow, when they were come out fro Bethany, he hungered and spied a figgy tree. I hungered too. <laughs> hungered. <laughs> Afar uh, of having levies. A figgy pudding. <laughs> yes. Figgy pudding, yes. That's why they like figs so much in... in what Christmas? What Victorian England? <laughs> yeah, Christmas carols and uh, uh-huh. New Year's carols. He spied a figgy tree, a fari of having levies, and wet to see whether he might find anything thereon. But when he came thereto, he found no thingy but levies, for the time of figgies was not yet. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. true. I'm also learning figgy pudding does not have any figs in it. Oh, Oh, right. Um, It could. I guess it has dried fruits in it. Maybe it could be figs, but... Okay. okay. Yeah. And Iesus answered and said to it, never man eat a fruta of hereafter, (laughs) will ye worldy standeth. What? What? I am sorry? What? And standeth? Never man eat a fruta of the hereafter, after will ye world astondeth. World astondeth? I don't know what you just said. <laughs> like while the world stands, maybe? After okay. will ye worldy astondeth. <laughs> and his disciples heard it. And they were like, huh? <laughs> I'm going to start saying to you when I'm hungered. Mm, yeah. I am hungered. Yeah. Give me figgies. I have hungered. <laughs> Figgy pudding. They came to Jerusalem. And Jesus entered into the temple and began to throw out those who sold oh, here it is. and those who bought in the temple and overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold the doves. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I love this also because he's clearly in his like angry moment of his life. And mm-hmm. I think he's just like soups over it at this point. He's like, was- listen... <laughs> You sold doves. I am. I'm gonna throw your shit everywhere. It is his okay. Tommy Wiseau, just like yes. everything oh, yeah. on the ground, just going nuts. There was someone in our Facebook group, our Drunk Bible Study Fans and Fellowship Facebook group, who I don't know if they created this AI generated image or if they were reposting somebody's AI generated image, but basically that someone tried to give a prompt of like you know, generate an image of Jesus flipping over tables in the temple. And what it produced was like an oil painting of Jesus, like doing backflips over tables. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Nice try, AI. I love that. I love that. That's so cool. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, Dedeker and I were trying to use AI to get ideas for remodeling a bathroom. Mm. And AI 
had some very confused ideas about what humans do in bathrooms and how we might want oh, them to work. yes. Wait. It was like, what? Two toilets in one of them next to two each other. Two toilets next no. to each other. No, the no. Sink, the sink had like three sinks on top of each other that kind of <laughs> waterfalled into the one below. And in every single one, they all had clawfoot bathtubs in the center of the room, just in the dead middle of the entire room. This is good, though, because AI hasn't like gone to the place where they could overthrow the universe. Not yet. It's going to be about 20 minutes from now. So I know that, Dedeker, but (laughs) at least when you did it, that wasn't the case. It wasn't perfect. It was not yet perfect. I just hope that we teach them how to make better bathrooms before they take over so that if they make bathrooms for us, they're more functional, you know? Yeah. Okay. Then three sinks on top of each other. (laughs) Okay. He would not allow anyone to carry a container through the temple. No container. No containers. Freaking like Pyrex. He's like, are you hiding a dove in that jar? Yeah. Crash. Oh, yeah. That's what it is. No Pyrex full of dove. Oh, rubies. (laughs) Yay. He taught saying to them, isn't it written... My house will be called a house of prayer for all the nations, but you have made it a den of robbers. Whoa, chill. The chief priests and scribes heard it and sought how they might destroy him. For they feared him because all the multitude was astonished at his teaching. When evening came, he went out of the city. As they passed by in the morning, they saw the fig tree withered away from the roots. There it is. She did. Oh, it did happen. Mark just kind of set that up to be a payoff later on. I I can respect that, actually. It's actually actually better writing, Better storytelling, I'd say, yeah. Fine, Mark. Touche. Right. Especially, it's right after the line where the chief priests are all afraid of him. And this is kind of foreshadowing that, like, no, this dude's powerful. You do not want to mess with this guy. victory is dead. He just looked at it and said, you will not ever have a fig again, bitch. Okay, Peter remembering said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed is withered away. Mm. Jesus answered them, Oh, yeah, I've been forgetting to do Tommy Wiseau's voice. Oh, what does he say? Have faith in God. For most assuredly, I tell you, whoever may tell this mountain be taken up and cast into the sea and doesn't doubt in his heart but believes what he says is happening, he shall have whatever he says. Therefore, what did that have to do with the fig tree? <laughs> yeah. Therefore, I tell you, all things, whatever you pray and ask for, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Whenever you stand praying, forgive. And if you have anything against anyone, so that your Father who is in heaven may also forgive you your transgressions. Oh, we're kind of doing a Lord's Prayer re- remix here. Yeah. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your transgressions. They're like, (laughs) okay. They came again to Jerusalem. That's the believe and you will receive, which I hear people say. Is it? It's Uh said here. Yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, therefore, I tell you all things, whatever you pray and ask for, believe that you will receive them and you shall have them, right? Uh, yeah, no, this this verse is one of the parts that's referenced. There's other verses we've read, I think, even in the Old Testament. Yeah. They were kind of that same message of if you believe it and ask for it, you'll get it. Yeah. Like the, the seek and ye shall find, like ask and ye shall receive, seek and ye shall find. That was all Old Testament. 
So Jesus is kind of bringing back some of that same greatest hits. concept here. Yeah. They came again to Jerusalem. And as he was walking in the temple, everyone hid their dove stools and <laughs> tables. Now, as he was walking in the temple, the chief priests and the scribes and the elders came to him. And they began saying to him, by what authority do you do these things? Or who gave you this authority to do these things? And he pointed at the sky and was like, that guy. Jesus said to them, I will ask you one question, Mark. <laughs> uh, no, he, no, Mark. He just said, I will ask you one question. Answer me, and I will tell you by what authority I do these things. The baptism of John, was it from heaven or from men? Answer me. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> They're all like, answer me, or this dove stool's gonna get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or those containers you have. <laughs> <laughs> they reasoned with themselves, saying, if we should say from heaven, he will say, why then did you not believe him? If we should say from men, <laughs> they feared the people, for all held John to really be a prophet. To really be a prophet. They answered Jesus. We don't know. <laughs> Jesus said to them, neither do I tell you what authority I do these things. That was a cop out. Yeah, okay. yeah. Boy. I mean, he, he loves wordplay. We've established that. <sighs> I know. Jesus loves a good game of, he loves a good of word verbal salad. banter. Yeah. He's a tricksy boy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And that's the end of the chapter. Boy. Yeah. That was it. Real cliffhanger. <laughs> I... This martini really got to me. <laughs> okay, I wondered why you sort of spaced out partway through there. I That's why I spaced <laughs> out is because this martini really got to you me. You were letting it wash all over you, Dedeker. Yeah, Jace, you said you made this a weaker martini, though. I did, you did. Yes. But how, what, what do you mean weaker? By like, like a half shot, a quarter shot? Well, so normally a martini is basically two shots. Oh, right, because the yeah. vermouth also, right? No. Well, it's like almost two full shots of just the gin plus yeah. a little bit of vermouth normally. Yeah. So I made yours with just over one shot of the gin and then yeah, that was vermouth. your mistake. It should have been a half shot. But then it should have been a half shot. The problem is there's no other liquids in a martini. So if you do that, you end up with like yeah, it's just that, a little Dedeker. dinky tiny did, shot how, glass full how of martini. Dirty did you make that, Jace? Did you do like a like a two shot of of what? Of uh, olive of the juice? vermouth or the olives? No, of olive juice. I literally had a martini last night. Oh. When we went out last night, I literally had a martini and it didn't affect me that much. And so I felt really confident today. Hmm. No, because Dedeker, you were at a bar and they were like, ooh, they always go under at a bar. It's true. I was at a bar. I was eating a lot of like oily we food. We ate a ton of That's food. Why. We ate a ton That's of why. food. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. We've not doing eaten it. a lot of food today. Exactly. Yeah. You're doing it with nothing. Yeah, it's funny. Just on this show that's called Drunk Bible Study, I very rarely actually get that drunk. Um, None of us get that drunk. There's been a couple times, though, where my mom was like, you're losing it. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like you're, Emily, you're the one who's more likely to get drunk on this show. Well, I don't know. I think you're the one who's most likely to get lost. I feel like I can hold my liquor, Dedeker. I don't know. I feel like Dedeker is more likely the one to kind of fall asleep partway through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Emily at least stays with us here. I think we all lose it. We've all lost it at times. Uh, right, yes. Bready, Bready in the chat is reminding me about the marathon episode that we did, which I barely oh, remember. Okay. Because we just... Well, we all... I we had just. like two, maybe three drinks on that show, and that was a lot. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a lot. That wasn't that was an intense show? For mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, boy. yeah. Well, we got good. Yeah, as Angry Dorito is pointing out, we got some good vocabulary like figgy and bap time from this <laughs> episode. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wonderful well, figgy bap time. Yeah. Figgy, figgy bap time is pretty good. <laughs> that makes me think of like, bring good. us a figgy bap time. Oh, bring us a figgy bap time. Oh, bring exactly. us a figgy bap time. What the <laughs> hell does it mean? See, that makes me <laughs> that makes me think of like a bath full of fig juice, maybe. Oh, like a figgy bath time. So, like fig juice and like dead dead wasps. Ew. What? Okay, never mind. with you? What? Why would you? Because wasps are often in figs, which makes them not vegan, is what Dedeker is talking truth. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Like yeah. the wasps are alive in them? So, no, they're dead. No, by the time you're eating the fig, the wasp has like disintegrated and it's about on the same level as all the other dead things that you eat with your vegetables. Yeah. So. But it basically, it, it goes and pollinates the fig and crawls into it and then dies. And then you eat the fig and it has the excrement and like skeletal juices of the dead. I mean, okay. Yes, but the FDA okay, allows, a l- listen. The dead guy in there. I'm sorry to burst your bubble, but the FDA allows a lot of bug parts into our food. Okay, wow, this and is wine, a lot. by the way. And wine, yes. This has really a gone lot. off the rails now. <laughs> Let's wrap this show up. Yeah. Thank you all for joining us for Bible study today. If you want to join the audience in our live stream shows, follow us on Twitch at Drunk Bible Study or go to drunkbiblestudy.com slash live. If you want even more Drunk Bible Study, including early releases, cocktail recipes, personal toasts on the show, and more, become one of our patrons at patreon.com slash drunkbiblestudy. If you enjoy the show, take a moment to subscribe and write us a nice review on iTunes, letting other people know what you like about it. You can also join fellow listeners in the Drunk Bible Study Fans and Fellowship Facebook group or on our Discord server at discord.drunkbiblestudy.com. Find us on Twitter at Drunk Bible Cast, on Instagram at Drunk Bible Study, or send us an email to info at drunkbiblestudy.com. Drunk Bible Study is created and produced by Jace Lindgren, Dedeker Winston, and me, Emily Matlack. Our theme song is Book Club by Josh and Anand from the album Home of the The The. For more information, visit us at drunkbiblestudy.com. Happy Halloween! <laughs>